1: Facebook, that sort of thing. If you are on Facebook, you can always head over to either the Steve Stein uh, page or the Steve Stein guitar page if you want to throw something in the chat um, if you might be seeing me somewhere else. So, anyway, it's Monday. Welcome to a new week. And uh, what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be talking about different zones to solo in. Um, hey, Jake. So, basically, what happens is when we solo, um, I often find what I try and do is is get uh, students in a proper mindset of understanding some things, different ways of approaching soloing or songwriting or whatever it might be. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about four different zones that I always try and tell people about. Hey Sasuke, uh, glad you could be here. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, I always call these uh, whispering talking singing and screaming those are the four zones and there isn't an exact amount of of zone Uh, Jake says how did I feel after the chip last night I was just fine Um, you know I it really wasn't a big deal and I shouldn't say that it was extremely hot for a couple of minutes it was incredibly hot but after that I was just fine and and uh, we just sat around and talked after we got done and and, uh, went from there so hey Gerson hey Kevin uh, Lisa, Sub, Sabato, Via, Andy, Mohammed, Kevin, Archive, Pete, Larry, thanks for being here everybody, this is awesome. So basically what we're going to do today is, as I just said, we're going to talk about the four different zones. I'm not going to take a lot of your time today, but uh, when we start a solo or we're in, in a song and maybe that song is, is uh, you know, the, the, the solo starts in a breakdown or something like that. Hey, uh, Andy everything about triads. Well, we're not doing triads today, but we will be doing triads soon, Andy, okay? Uh, Hey, Omar. Hey, Adam. Hey, everybody. Polgia from Italy. Polgia. Uh, Brian, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Okay, so let's get started. So four zones. Maybe you're writing a solo or maybe you're you're on stage and and you're jamming and then the solo comes and the what's happening in the music underneath you is going to determine oftentimes which zone you start in that's kinda what I want to talk about okay so hey everybody so what we're gonna do is we've got four zones we've got whisper talk sing and scream okay now again this is a relative term but it'll get you thinking a little bit about how to approach the guitar so let's say again for instance I'm in the key of A doing whatever hopefully you can hear my guitar okay When the solo starts, if I'm going to uh, whisper, what I want to do is I want to be as low down on the guitar as I can. Okay, that's where my whispering is going to be. Okay, my talking is going to be kind of in the center. If you think of my A minor pentatonic, right? That's where I'm talking to somebody. So if I want to start off and I don't want to be a, 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 a abrasive, right, I don't want to be screaming at somebody or, or you know, singing really loudly or something like that, I might just start off, okay thank you, thank you for letting me know you can hear my guitar, I might start just in that area, right? Now again, there's no exactness to this, you just have to imagine it in your head, it's just a mindset. So if I start off going, That's kind of talking, right? When I come down here, that's more of my whispering, if you will, or my guttural sounds are coming from down there. And then we move into singing. Now singing, again, it's, it's a relative thing, but if I start moving up in here, this area is a really great place to start if you're trying to sing in your solo. drop down into talking and then down into that whispering down there and then the fourth uh, part of this is is screaming like you really want to come out of the gate loud and proud right well that's where you might come up here and start doing your stuff right all that stuff's gonna happen up in that area so if you were thinking about a song that's, you know doing a let's see, let's just say it's something simple like which you might have heard before. right? If you come out of that going it, it might be too much, right? In my, in my thought anyway, it might be a little bit too much. Uh, hey, cryptic, Hey Frank, Andy, thank you so much. Fade Tonight, Yuva velocity marco white rabbit awesome cool uh arno
0: if you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast go to guitarzoom.com and consider becoming a premium member there are three memberships to choose from For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to GuitarZoom.com. Now back to the podcast.
1: Cool. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. This is great. There's a lot of people. I just want to keep going with the lesson here so I don't take too much of your time. So if you think about that song, right? It doesn't start off with all that aggression. It starts off by talking. So it's, it's just singing to you. And then, or, you know, maybe if you wanted something a little bit more off of that, you might go into. Right, into singing. That would be a nice place to start too. That wouldn't be way too aggressive. And then when I get up here, it gets a little bit closer to to screaming, right? And that's how I've always tried to teach people to think about soloing. So as you're developing your entire fretboard and you're learning how the positions connect together and things like that, don't just think about the licks that you know or some of the patterns that you've learned, which are all great, but also think logically about where you want to start or where you want to end to kind of complement the rhythm that's happening underneath you. Uh, Thank you very much Andy, Uh, let's see here, Uh, we'll throw this up here, Josh says, I can talk pretty well first position, but need practice on singing in second, third positions, that's right, and that really brings up the next part, which is learning your fretboard, like developing your fretboard, Um, and there's just certain things that you do on this guitar that's really, really important that you try and get comfortable with, and um, learning how to do that is really important is developing that fretboard trying to figure out how to connect the positions together in a comfortable fashion and I talked about this a while ago in another live session but when you practice your positions up and down which is a really great thing to do okay you definitely got to do that but also you want to learn how to use them in a creative sense don't just practice them up and down and that's all you do learn to practice them back and forth um, and that sort of thing as well. I'm just looking at what people wrote here but um, so as you're playing you want to learn to connect them and it doesn't have to be fast or anything like that it's just trying to get used to being able to do those and connect them together how you like okay so hopefully that makes sense to you uh, let's see here Perfect. Okay, we'll keep going here. Uh, Paul is here. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Stevens here. Hey, buddy. So, if that makes sense, that's the best way of approaching this talking or whispering, talking, singing, screaming thing is being able to move through those. Now, you might not be able to move sequentially. Maybe you don't know all your positions, so it's hard for you to, you know, move back and forth. to find your way around. Maybe you have to jump around and that's okay too. Maybe you just start off by doing some talking. Right? And then you move up and you start doing some singing. And then you move up and start doing your screaming. Right? And then you come back down and do some talking again. And then some whispering. So if you just kind of think of it that way, it's a a great way of being able to do this where if we just concentrate from a guitar player's brain of playing licks and playing patterns and using all the positions and all these things that we think about, and and again I'm no different than you, I do the same things, but if we think about that all the time we're missing out on uh, trying to make a real connection to the music and making it sound more authentic. by really responding. And if I use that same example and hopefully I don't get kicked off YouTube for doing that, but right? It's mellow. It it, it wants you to, to come in and, and relax, right? At least for me. Um you know, I wanna you know something like that and then maybe I'll come in and start doing more singing you know whatever I mean whatever it is that you like but you get the idea as opposed to position one position two position three I gotta do this and I learn this lick you know if you just relax a little bit and think a little bit more about that it'll make your solos connect better with the rhythm that's being played so Thank you, Lisa. Lisa says, um, what does Lisa say? Love your analogies of using the voice to play. Makes sense and will always be easier to remember when soloing. I hope so. I hope that helps you. Okay. And Jerry says, meandering helps. Meandering certainly does help. Learning to meander, and if you don't know what meandering is, you can just go on YouTube and and look up um, my name and look up the term meandering and you'll see what that is. But it's a great way of practicing your fretboard. Okay. So hopefully that helps you a little bit. I'm going to let you all go. Thank you so much for everybody being here. Again, do me a favor, if you haven't already subscribed to whatever channel, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, I sure would appreciate the um, um, the support. And you can always head over to guitarzoom.com and check out my guitar courses and all that sort of thing too. So have a great week, stay positive, and try and practice a little bit of this in your playing and see what that does for you, okay? So everybody, take care, stay positive, and I'll talk to you again for sure next Monday morning, okay? Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, learning songs. There's a technique that I always teach called clearing. And uh, so today we're not we're not using guitars or anything like that. And if you're at work or you know maybe you're you're busy doing something else, you can always come back to this and watch this later. And um, it's just something to think about a little bit. What I find a lot in my lessons, and again, I've been teaching. Well, I'm 50 now. I've been teaching since I was 17 is it's always about perception, like when you try to help people, you think about perception and and how people think about things and see, it's just like education. You know, I was a Montessori instructor for many years as well. And you try and get people to understand the easiest way to get from point A to point B. Hey, Jack. And so today what I thought I would do is kind of explain to you a process that I've always used to efficiently learn songs and retain that information in my head. Now again, it's going to be me talking, so it's, it's not playing or anything, but hopefully this can help you a little bit. Hey, Raj. Hey, Father Dave. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Anthony. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at this from two different perspectives. The first one I want you to think about, and again, I'm just going to use some analogies here too. Hey, Tally. Um, hey, Brian. Is that when you're trying to let let's say you've been introduced to a song that you're going to learn? Maybe it's a cover song, maybe it's an original song that some friend of yours wrote or something like that. Hey, Greg. Hey, Aaron. Hey, uh, Crispy Rambo. <laughs> Jerry, Paul, Lil Abner, John, James. So awesome that all everybody's here. Hey, thank you, Easy. Thank you so much. Hey, Marshall. Hey, Robert. Um, okay, so again, what we're doing today is we're going to be talking about how to think about songs, how to memorize songs, hopefully more efficiently, and how to uh, retain that information, if you will. And I'm going to be using some analogies like I, I normally use uh, to try and make things a little bit easier for you. So, hey, everybody. Hey, Michael. Hey, Fran. Hey, Donald. Hey, Eugene. Um So, again, no guitar playing today, and I want to get right on. I know everybody's saying hi, and I'm saying hi to everybody, but I don't want to waste too much of your time. So here's what I want you to think about. If you had a song that you need to learn, okay, and um, you don't know anything about the song, so we haven't started figuring out the key. We're We're not anywhere near that right now. We just have this song that we have to learn. Maybe it's a song we're going in the studio to record, or maybe it's a song we're learning with a band, or... Again, it's a song that maybe some your band came up with and they've presented it to you and now you need to you need to learn it. And you certainly come across this a lot when you play in bands, whether it's a cover band or whatever it might be. And certainly when you get hired to do uh, work, like if you if you get hired to go on tour and, you know, you've got whatever, you know, 25 songs or 20 songs that you have to learn and you have two weeks to learn them. Right? So a lot of times you don't have a lot of time to get all this together. You just have to get it together and go. Hey, Steve Stein here from guitarzoom.com. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing